One time we were in London leaving an autograph signing, and as we were driving out, people were literally like on top of the cars, like just people everywhere, like shaking the car back and forth. And I remember looking at Ashley being like, I'm actually scared right now. Welcome to No Limits. I'm Rebecca Jarvis. Each week we're talking to women playing at the top of their game. So how are they doing it? Whether you're looking for answers or you just want to hear a good story, you're in the right place. Vanessa Hutchins, welcome to No Limits. It's great Thank to see you. you. You too. So I look at your career. You started very young. Very you were young. eight with your first acting job? Um, seven or eight. Seven or eight yeah. years old. Yeah. Were you saying at the time, I really want to act? Was that your dream? I mean, it was just something that I really enjoyed. I was always such a little performer. I mean, my parents put me in dance class when I was three, and I was the only kid who actually memorized the choreography, and the other kids would look to me to figure out what they were doing, and <laughs> um, I just loved performing. So my parents put me in community theater, and it was like the one time I, I kind of came out of my shell and just really enjoyed it. Were you shy? I was a very, very shy child, yeah. I find that so interesting interesting when people who are actors are actually shy in real life. Yeah, well, I mean, like, you have a character to hide behind. It's not you up there. I mean, of course you find aspects of yourself to be able to put into the character, but it's kind of like a mask, so you feel safe. I look at people who get started in this industry young. I always wonder what that first fame felt like. Do you remember what that process was like for you? I mean, I feel like with me, it was a very, very unique experience being that um, with High School Musical, it just blew up in a way that was like the Beatles, you know. Um, it was a trip. I mean, in the beginning, it was exciting that people wanted my photo and my autograph. But I mean, after you sign your name thousands of times, it <laughs> like became a different story. Um, but I think that just because I've been dealing with it for like the past 12 years now, 12 you, kind of, years. you kind of find your way through it. What was the process of getting cast for that? How did you get to that point? Um, there were just like a couple of rounds of auditions first on my own and then being paired up with people and then coming back and doing it again and again. And <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a pretty tedious process, but, um, it was, it was so fun. I mean, I was like a baby and I loved it. So, so it sounds like you didn't even put that much stress on yourself or pressure. No, I mean, like, I I loved performing, like I said. I I love singing and dancing, so I was like, you know, this is fun. <laughs> if it works, great. If not, on to the next one. What did you think of the whole thing? I I loved singing and dancing. I was a little musical theater freak, you know. <laughs> like that's that was my trouble. Like staying up watching West Side Story later than I should be. <laughs> um, of course, you see the glitz and the glamour. Um, in the beginning, for sure, I'm going to these parties and rubbing shoulders with people who I've like looked up to and seen in movies and TV growing up. Um, but then it starts to become the norm. Uh, but I mean, there are definitely still moments where I'm out in Hollywood, a, a party, and I'm like, oh my God, what is happening? Pinch me, because this can't be real. <laughs> who who are some of those most pinch me people? Um, I think one of those moments was when I was on the dance floor and I looked over and John Travolta was on my left and Prince was on my right. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> did you dance with either of them? Um, I mean, I'd like to think that I did. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. 
What was what was the biggest surprise to you? I think just how crazy the fans were. I mean, I remember one time we were in London leaving an autograph signing, and um, they escorted us to our car, and as we were driving out, people were literally, like, on top of the cars, like, just people everywhere like shaking the car back and forth and i remember looking at ashley being like i'm actually scared right now <laughs> like it, it had its scary moments for sure so you made your broadway debut mm-hmm. last year yeah how does that compare broadway versus being in a film being in a show they're all very different i mean obviously it's the same thing at the end of the day but the way it's executed is extremely different i mean Theater, I think it's the hardest an actor can work. Um, Why is that? Because, A, you don't get a second take. Um, Your performance is your performance. And it can also be really empowering because I think that as an actor, a lot of the times you lose creative freedom due to editing. Um, Like you can give... 10 different takes and the one that you don't like may be the one that they use whereas in theater like what you're giving is what the audience is receiving so it's a really intimate connection and you only get that through doing theater I think that's so interesting because I've never thought about that before that you never know what they're going to do in the edit room with the material that you give them yeah it's like you work as hard as you can and then you kind of give up all all creative freedom to it and they do with it as they please i mean unless you're like producing or directing it yourself it's just um it's a it's an interesting thing what's been your favorite role so far gimme shelter i think was the first moment where i was like wow this is acting is like really cool because i got to put on a bunch of weight and chop off all my hair and deal with some really serious, heavy stuff that I just totally lost myself in, which I loved. It was so fun looking in the mirror and not seeing myself. Um, Also, I loved playing Rizzo. Such an iconic part um, with so much spunk and pizzazz and um, just a tough cookie, which I am not. So it it was really nice being able to, like, bring out that side of myself. So it's interesting that you say you're not tough because I think of people in your business, you have to be. I mean, I not I mean tough as in a <laughs> you could outwardly mean <laughs> yeah. person. Like Rizzo was harsh. Yeah. Um and I feel like I'm a lot kinder and more conscientious of that. Um but yeah, I mean you do have to be tough to be in this business. Um you got to have thick skin. You can't let 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 other people get to you. 9 times out of 10, it doesn't work it. out. Yeah. Yeah. So and that's just part of it. How do you think those things through? I mean, you know, you say it's part of it, but when you're especially when you're starting out young. I mean, when I was young, I would always tell myself, if I don't get this, the next thing that comes along will be bigger and better. <laughs> was that your parent? Like, did your parents help you? No, I think that was just me. I don't know. I kind of was always an old soul and had like little cliche wisdom phrases instilled <laughs> in me. Not sure where from, but they they helped me out. Did you share that with other people on set, other actors and friends who are actors? Yeah, I mean, because it really is the only way to go about it. Otherwise, you'll drive yourself insane. I, well, and I I think now too, social media is everywhere there are just constant reminders of everybody doing things and just this idea of perfection constantly yeah how do you handle that 
I mean, it's just unrealistic. I know that all these people's Instagrams, what they're projecting, that's a facade. Like, no one's life is perfect. We all have issues and stuff that we deal with. And the more that we talk about it, the better, because then more people will feel less alone. I think that it's really sad how in this day and age, there can be so many ways to connect with each other. And people feel more alone than they ever have. I think that it's just so important to get our own issues out there and to be able to talk about it and to be able to bond as a community. How do you structure your life then, given how important that is to you? I have a lot of downtime. (laughs) When I choose to. I feel like this year has been a hustle year for me, and I kind of have not stopped. Um, But, I mean, it's like your life goes in seasons, and right now I am – in like spring summer and everything's sprouting up and like plucking away the flowers you know you just kind of have these different seasons of life and you just got to embrace them and make the best out of them so what's the hustle about right now for you um there's a lot of things i mean being with like beauty and um music and films and tv opportunities and reality opportunities and there's a lot going on (laughs) Talk about your involvement with Ego Tools and being a My True Beauty ambassador. What does that mean and why do you think it's important? Uh, well, Eco Tools is a really great beauty accessories brand. Um, they use bamboo and recycled aluminum and cruelty-free bristles for their brushes. And the campaign, My True Beauty, um, traveling around the country doing makeup tutorials, taking the intimidation out of makeup application, um, and just lifting women up and inspiring them to be their best selves. I mean, I feel like when you look good, you feel good, and there's nothing more beautiful than a confident woman. For people out there who look at your career and say, I just, I want to do what she's doing, what's your advice? Um, To work hard, to never stop working. I think that, like, it's really easy to fall into the habit of only working when you have a job. Um, But that's not the way to do it. I used to always think, you know, my work is where I'm going to learn the most. And like, yes, that's totally true. Because when you're working, you have so many different things to juggle, like standing on your mark, dealing with all the cameras and the lights, dealing with the directors, like dealing with your actual lines. And there's so, so many different aspects. But um it's a muscle. If you don't lose it, you use it. If you don't use it, you lose it. Um, so I think just important to like keep growing, keep learning, and keep working really hard because if you're not hustling, someone else is. Good point. Yeah. What's been the toughest lesson for you to learn along the way? Probably to keep working. I mean, I think that it's all it's very easy to fall into laziness um, or to just wanting to relax and play all the time. And like the world is a fun place. There's a lot of things to explore and it is important to take that time for yourself to be able to grow as a human being and to have life experiences. Um, But as much as I want to play, I realize the importance of, of hard work. Um, Mm -hmm. So I have to keep pushing myself to continuing to, to work as hard as I can and to continue to to grow. How do you balance that living in the moment and feeling it and enjoying it and appreciating Mm -hmm. it for what it is, but also knowing that these moments don't always come around and you have to take advantage of when you're, you know, when you're in the spotlight, you have to take advantage of that moment and make something maybe even bigger out of it. Um, 
I think that it's important to have like the next step planned. Hmm. I think that like if you're working towards something or have something lined up, it gives you the um, the it gives you permission to be present and to have fun and to make those fun memories because you know that you're going to be working towards something and um, you're going to be working hard. Do you think there's a double standard for women versus men in this business? No, I don't. I mean, I feel like we are at a time where there have been some extremely incredible leading lady roles. Um now and even in like the 90s, I was talking about Julia Roberts earlier because of her cover. And um, My Pretty Woman is like one of the most amazing classic films. And she carried that with such beauty and grace. And it will always be like one of those memorable roles. Um, I think that a lot of people put their focus and attention into certain things. And it's your perspective on it. If you're focusing on the fact that men have more opportunity, then of course that's all you're going to see. Um, if you're focusing on the fact that women women can have equal rights and opportunities, then that's what you're going to work towards and that's what you're going to build the women around you up with. Um, I think it's just important to keep your eye on the prize and focus on what's right for you um, and to just kind of pave the way for the women around you. What is your dream role? Um, I love Moulin Rouge, so Satine would be the part for me. <laughs> uh, on stage? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like I have another 10 years before it would be appropriate. Um, <laughs> because, I mean, she's weathered prostitute, basically. <laughs> um, but I, I love that. I'm such a big fan of, like, a tragic romance. We all get advice, and I like to ask everybody what the worst advice they ever got was um probably that i look great in my denim shorts and leg warmers what <laughs> no yeah it's horrible that that bothers you no i mean like leg warmers and denim skirts should never have been a thing <laughs> it's very bad All right. that was like my one fashion faux pas i wish never happened <laughs> Don't buy the leg warmers. They'll only do you wrong. <laughs> Vanessa Hutchins, thank you so thank much you. for joining me. Of course. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of No Limits. If you like what you heard, please make sure to leave us a review. It really does help get the word out. And don't forget, you can follow along with us behind the scenes on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat at Rebecca Jarvis. Special thanks to the team here at ABC that helps make this happen. Taylor Dunn, Michelle Bancardo, Josh Cohan, Andrew Kelb, Steve Jones, Annie Osakwe, and Elizabeth Hecht. And join me next Tuesday for an all-new episode of No Limits with Rebecca Jarvis. Until then, take care, be well. Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts.